Hello, and welcome to the Holistic Money Podcast. I'm your host, certified financial planner and money mindset coach, Whitney Morrison. Over the past seven years, I've taken myself from credit card debt and no savings to a seven-figure net worth. I did this without a budget or a restrictive money plan, but instead, smart, sustainable wealth-building strategies combined with changing my relationship with money. In this podcast, you'll learn the ins and outs of my no-budget philosophy, practical wealth-building strategies, and key mindset shifts to make it happen. There is no shortage of information out there to tell you what to do with money, but teaching you how to think and feel about money, that's my secret sauce. If you've been waiting for a podcast that gives you actionable strategies to not only build wealth, but also feel really good while you're doing it, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Holistic Money Podcast. I just got home from Houston about 20 minutes ago. Craig and I went for a long weekend. I love going on these little trips with Craig because our home life is quite chaotic, just like I am sure many of you. And sometimes we just need to get the heck out of town away from dogs and dirt and llamas and responsibilities. It's been an interesting time for us financially because next week we are finishing our yurt build. For those of you that don't know, a yurt is like a big circular tent, but it's permanent. The yurt is made of a thick canvas material. It's waterproof. It should last around 10 years. Within the yurt, we're doing a full build out. There'll be a shower toilet a mini kitchen, a dining area, and a little reading nook. It's about 500 square feet. So it's not huge, but it's also not small either. And then we're doing a full deck around the front too. Some nice landscaping with a cowboy hot tub and a fire pit for people to be able to hang outside and spend time with our animals. All in all, adding this yurt to our property, that includes the plumbing, the electric, the build out, the base, the decking, the landscaping, the animals that we bought on our property as well. We consider that a yurt investment. The all-in cost is about $150,000. We've already paid around 70, so we have about 70 to 80 remaining until we finish this project. And that 70 to 80 that is remaining is going to be spent within the next few weeks. On top of that, we have had a lot of surprises around our house. We had an issue with our electric. We had to replace a breaker and do some rewiring. That was about four grand. We had a plumbing issue. We had a tree fall in our house. We had that ice storm where we lost so many of our trees and we had to get professionals to come out and cut our trees and move a lot of the debris off of our property. So in addition to that 70 to 80 grand, we've had 10 to 15,000 in unexpected expenses that have gone out as well. So this trip to Houston, Craig and I were very much on the same page. We wanted to get away. We wanted it to feel luxurious without spending a lot of money. So we decided to use our credit card points to book a fancy hotel in Houston. I found the best hotel that I could find with the largest bathtub because I love long bubble baths. We went to HEB. We grabbed some of our favorite non-alcoholic beers, chocolates, chips, cheese, crackers, and we just had a luxurious weekend in our hotel room in Houston. It was so nice to get away and have a wonderful weekend in a city nearby that Craig and I have not explored much and not spend a lot of money. Now, for some of you, this mindset may feel very common. It may be the way that you approach every single financial decision in your life. How can I do this without spending a lot of money? How can I get a good deal? How can I make this cheaper? For others, you may 
may actually resist this mindset process. You may actually dislike the process of trying to be more resourceful with the money that you have, more creative with the money that you have because you make it mean something's gone wrong or something bad has happened. Regardless of which camp you actually fall in, I want to challenge you to break this mindset altogether because it's not about spending more or spending less. It's about spending on what you really value and using your money most effectively to build the life that you want. So for example, this trip to Houston, I really did want to get out of town with Craig. I wanted to get away, but I didn't value spending a lot of money on that for Craig and I. I wanted to figure out how to do it in a way where we could scratch the itch, but still stay in alignment with what is actually most important to us, which is finishing this yurt build and using our resources to make this yurt an attractive rental. Now, there are other things that I will not try to get the best deal or spend the smallest amount of money coaching in my business investments for one is one of those things. I never make a coaching decision or an investment in my business based off of what I think I can get the best financial deal on. I always look for highest quality and highest value for sure. But there are other things that I will look for deals on, that I will look for ways to reduce my costs, to spend less money. It is all about balance. It is learning how to use your limited resources because no matter if you're making $1 million, $2 million, or $50,000, you still have a finite amount of money that you have to use according to your highest values to build your life in the best way possible. Your money, your life will always be filled with trade-offs, how you use your money, your time, and your energy. It's always a trade-off. Do I want to do this or do I want to do that? So when it comes to using your money, the thing you really want to be clear on is what do I value most? What is most important to me? And right now, what is most important to Craig and I with our money is to get through this yurt build and to start creating this passive income, paying off our yurt loan so that we can have $7,000 in passive income coming in every single month, which is going to give us a lot of financial freedom in the next year. In today's podcast, I really want to talk with you about this passive income journey, how we've built this, and the mindset that's really supported us to get here because this has been a priority for us. This has been a value for us that we have put above a lot of other values. Craig and I want an entrepreneurial lifestyle that we are the CEO of. We want to build our income, we want to build our lives according to our rules, our time schedules, our desires our wants. And so in order to do that, we have to prioritize that as a value versus prioritizing the other things that we are taught we should prioritize financially. Nice clothes, nice cars, nice homes. So you have to be sold on why you really want this. Why do you want this for your life? Why do you want this for your family? Why do you want this for your mental health, for your body? You have to make sure that you have a compelling why. Because there are going to be a lot of things that are competing for your time, money, and attention. Whether it's new cars, whether it's nice clothes, whether it's exotic vacations, there's going to be so many ways that you can spend your money that are different than using your money to build passive income. So I'm going to talk with you about my vision. What Craig and I are working on is creating seven to $8,000 in passive income. That's the main goal that we're focusing on for 2023. And the way that we plan to do that is through our real estate properties. So you've heard me talk about this previously in other podcast episodes, but for those of you that are new to me and don't know my financial situation, We currently 
have five rental units. Four of those units are in Austin. One property is a duplex, so that is two units. We have a front unit and a back unit. And the second property has a front house and a back house, so that also has two units on it. So that's four. And then our fifth unit is on our property here in Wimberley. It is an Airbnb, and we're adding a sixth, which is our yurt. I talked about that at the beginning of the episode, and that should be finished within the next few weeks. A conservative estimate of our total income that we will make off of our rental properties breaks down this way. We have four units in Austin. Each of those units make $500 in additional income after all the taxes, mortgage, and expenses, and everything is paid. So we make $2,000 of our passive income per month from our properties in Austin. Austin. Our Airbnb here in Wimberley makes anywhere from two to three thousand dollars every single month. So I'm going to split it in the middle. I'm going to say twenty five hundred. So that's two thousand that we make from our properties in Austin. Twenty five hundred that we make from this property in Wimberley. So that is forty five hundred dollars. The remaining thirty five hundred dollars we expect will come from our yurt rental. So this is the new addition that we're bringing onto our property. We plan to charge somewhere between two to $300 per night to stay at this yurt. And our goal occupancy on this property is 50%. On our Airbnbs, that's what we like to shoot for is 50% occupancy. We run our Airbnbs like a business. I'm actually going to create a podcast episode on this to really talk through how I make sure I always get the highest return on my investments by treating them like a business and making sure that I do my best to optimize the investments that I have including my Airbnb properties. But we definitely don't approach it from the mindset of cross your fingers, hope the Airbnb gods are nice to us and get us a bunch of rentals. We absolutely address it from the mindset of how do I create value? How to create an attractive property that is compelling for people to stay at? So now that you know where our passive income is coming from and how much we're going to get, I want to start to tell you the how. How did I go from being in over $40,000 of debt only seven years ago to almost $8,000 in passive income with a seven-figure net worth seven short years later? I want to just walk you through this process. How did we actually do this? How did we think about this? How we created this passive income so that you can start to look for ways in your life that you can also do the same. The first thing every single person needs to do on their passive income journey is to build their money map. If you do not have great money management skills yet, then you need to join my holistic money program. It is where I teach you the fundamentals of money management and how to start using your money for more than just your present day lifestyle. I teach you the mindset to consistently save and invest so that you can start to build multiple income streams and reach financial freedom faster. That is specifically what we focus on in the Holistic Money Program. So if you are desiring multiple income streams, you're desiring financial freedom, the Holistic Money Program is where you will create the most efficient path to actually get there. The reason why having your money map set up and the mindset of consistently saving and investing established is because in order to generate multiple income streams, you have two options. The first First option is to use your direct time. So think about this like getting a side hustle, starting a business, trading your time for additional money outside of the current money that you're already generating. The second option is to use your money. So think about this as using money that you have saved to invest in income producing assets. And that could be investing in the stock market, real estate, or business. If you have not listened to my podcast on investing for financial freedom, make sure 
sure you go back and listen to that episode because I break down each of those three income producing asset classes and how you can get started investing in them to make money. So those are your options. But what I generally find is building any kind of additional income stream requires some combination of the two. So for example, the path that Craig and I chose to build multiple income streams for ourselves was through real estate. And in order to get into the real estate market, we had to save money for our first down payment. Now, we were very strategic and smart about saving money for our properties. We didn't put 20% down on any of our properties. We put 5% down on our properties. And the reason why we did that is because we knew we wanted to get into the property quickly. So we didn't want to have to save a bunch of our money. We didn't want to have to use a lot of our time. We just wanted to save 5%. We were willing to pay the private mortgage insurance. And then we supplemented that higher rental rate with house hacking. So we were willing to do that. We were willing to take on a higher mortgage and start to house hack, which means we rented out a room in our house. Now, this was not a room that was available to the rest of the house. We ended up closing off the wall, making it its own unit. So it did feel very private. We didn't have anyone sharing a kitchen with us. That wouldn't work for me. But for some of you, that may work. And if that works, that's wonderful. Perfect. But the idea is that you want to be smart with the amount of money that you you leverage. And if you don't have a lot of cash, find other ways that you can offer value and provide value to create more money to pay down your higher loan. This is why I love real estate, because it makes it incredibly easy to leverage an asset that you all can purchase, that you can buy and make money off of it, whether it's through Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com. There are so many people who are looking for unique rental experiences. They don't just want to go to a hotel. And we have this amazing economy where you can actually use your space to rent out and make money. And this does not have to be just a traditional home. There are people that are renting out Airstreams or campers that they buy, or they're converting their garages into studio apartments, or they're building yurts, or they're renting out part of their land for campsites. There are so many different ways to get creative with real estate and how you can rent out an asset that you own to other people. There truly are so many different options, but you have to be willing to look for them and get creative and find them. The way that we got into this was we started with buying a home that we knew would be an investment property in one year, live in it, and then save money while we were in that home to buy our next investment property. And that is exactly what we did. This was a very difficult process for me because it was buying my first home with my partner. And there was so much of me that wanted it to be everything that I always wanted. I wanted the bathtub. I wanted the walk-in closet. I wanted the big bedroom. I wanted to have the nice countertops. There was so much desire of what I had wanted wanted and what I was always dreaming of from a home. So I really had to manage my mind through this process to remind myself, this is a rental. This is something that will bring you money in the future. And the entire point is to live in this for a year and then make it a full-time rental. And so you have to prioritize other things with this home in order for it to make money for you. And that means that it doesn't matter if there is a big bathtub. It doesn't necessarily matter if there's a walk-in closet. What matters is that it's a safe neighborhood. 
that's going to make sense financially to turn into a rental later. And so that's what we had to prioritize. But I will tell y'all, it was not easy for me during this process. I went back and forth so many times. I was emotional. I wanted to find the perfect home, but I just kept going back to the larger vision, the larger goal, which this is a future investment property. The goal is to live here for a year and then turn this into a rental. So we bought this house with 5% down. I think we had saved twenty dollars to $25,000 for the down payment. The purchase price of the home was $300,000. We lived in this home and we rented out the primary bedroom. Like I said, we closed off that wall, made it a separate unit, and we generated an additional $1,000 to $1,500 a month to help us save for our next property. It took us one year and four months of living in this house to eventually save $50,000 to buy our next property, which is our rental unit number two. And the same thing happened for us when we were going to look for rental house number two. I had the same emotional process where I was thinking to myself, oh, we've been living in this neighborhood that I don't like that much. Now I want to live somewhere that's cooler and more exciting and more hip. And I want the house to be brand new and I want to have more space. And I really got to make sure that this next house has more lighting. Once again, I had to reel myself in because the house we ended up buying was, like I said, had a front house and a back house. It's very much designed for investors. We were actually the only people who put an offer on this property because everyone else that came in saw this multifamily property and had zero desire to live there because it would have been a really tough living situation for a family or even a couple that had transitioned to work from home life. It had a very small unit in the front. It was a 2-2, 800-square-feet, two-bedroom, two-bath, kitchen, and living room. And frankly, during the middle of COVID, was very small and very difficult for Craig and I to live in for three months. That's how long we lived there. And then the back was a studio apartment. It was a 1-1, and that was about 600 square feet. So all in all, total square footage between these two houses was 1,300 square feet, but we were only living in one of those units. And we ended up renting out the back house to help us save money and create positive cash flow to guess what? Buy our third house, the house that we live in now. We actually planned to stay in this second house a lot longer than we actually did. And the reason why was because we wanted to save up cash for our third down payment. And what happened was, is we moved in and within three months of living in that 2-2, Everything shut down. COVID happened. Craig and I transitioned from going to an office every day to working from home. Both of our computers, we could hear each other across the house trying to make calls. And it just became a bit of a nightmare for us. What we decided to do was look for a house much sooner than we had originally expected. But because this property, we knew we could rent out the back house and the front house and still make money off of it. It wasn't a hard decision for us to make because it wasn't like, oh, no, how are we going to cover this mortgage? This house wasn't a good fit. It was like, oh, we can just rent out this back and front unit. It's going to make plenty of money to cover the whole mortgage. So why don't we just look for something new? But we didn't have enough time within that three months to save enough money for the full down payment for this house that we live in now. So we ended up taking a distribution from our 401ks. I have a podcast called Millionaire Mindset. It's either episode one or two, but I talk through the decision to sometimes break money rules in order to get ahead financially. And us deciding to 
to break this money roll was a very smart decision because the house that we live in now has appreciated almost $300,000 since we bought it only two years ago. And if we would have waited and not bought it when we decided we wanted to buy it, then we would have not experienced such a large increase in appreciation value. So all of that to say that sometimes you do have to break the money rolls to be able to make great financial decisions. And for us, it was one of those times. The houses in Austin, the way that we choose to rent those units is we actually do something called midterm rentals. And this is something I highly suggest to most people when they're considering a rental situation in their properties. Our midterm rentals are fully furnished rental units, and we rent them from three to six months. We rent them to professionals that are coming to Austin that need temporary living. They need a fully furnished place. And when you start to look at getting an Airbnb, it can be very expensive, even at about $100 a night to get a small Airbnb that's $3,000 a month. So having these midterm rentals, you can charge pretty good rental rates because an Airbnb is too expensive and most apartments don't allow people to rent for a short amount of time. So there's a high demand for this kind of rental and you can get premiums on your rent. So that's how we rent all of our Austin properties. We have tenants coming in every three to six months. The only responsibility that Craig and I primarily take care of is getting our tenants in. We have listings on a site called Furnished Finder, which I love Furnished Finder. We have never had a vacancy in any of our Austin units for more than one week. That is how consistent our rentals in Austin have been rented out because of the demand for this kind of rental. We do pay someone to flip the unit in between tenants. So we have a cleaner come in and make sure our units are ready between our renters. We take care of the rest. So we take care of maintenance of the property. We don't do it ourselves, but we just hire professionals. We have lawn care. We provide press services. And anytime there's a maintenance issue, we have our tenants submit a maintenance request. And then we actually will call a professional to go out and take care of these things. All in all, these properties are pretty easy to maintain. Don't get me wrong. There are some times where it could be a pain in the ass. But the $2,000 a month that we make in income off of these properties is totally worth it. Plus the appreciation on the homes and the fact that we are getting these assets paid off by other people without having to use our direct money. So in all ways, I 100% think that our rental units in Austin are an amazing investment for us. So the third house that we bought, which is the house that we live in now, it has an interesting setup. Most of our houses do. We're always looking for how can I create multiple income streams off of properties. So that was no different when we were looking at this house. This house actually has two units on it. It has a 2-1 that Craig and I live in now. And then it has a 1-1. It's a mother-in-law suite. So originally when we moved in, we lived in the 1-1 and then we used the 2-1 for our offices and kitchen and living room. But we decided after living on the property for about eight months, months that we were ready to turn the 1-1 into a rental unit. Why did we decide this? Because we wanted additional income, because we wanted financial freedom. And we knew that by renting out this room, we could generate a couple thousand dollars a month. We've been very happy with the rental income that we've gotten off of this mother-in-law suite and eventually turn this entire property into an income-producing property for us. That's what we're working towards. That's that $8,000 that we're working to hit. Again, this took a lot of mindset coaching for myself because when I first moved out here, I was like, oh, we live on this 10 acres. I want it to be all mine. I don't want to share this property. The mindset we really approached this was, hey, let's try this out. Let's see what it feels like to have people here. Let's see what it feels like 
to move into the 2-1, to consolidate our space and see what it feels like to have someone out here. And so far, we've really loved it. It's been wonderful having this Airbnb out here. We just had some guests leave our Airbnb and leave us the nicest note and buy us this little stuffed llama because they just loved our alpacas and llamas so much and enjoyed their time at our property. And what we've loved more than that is the freedom and flexibility that we have in our jobs and our income because of the process of doing this. So you can see with every single property, with every single opportunity to make money, I have experienced a lot of resistance, a lot of mindset resistance, a lot of reasons why I didn't think it would work, a lot of reasons why I thought it would suck to do the things that we've done to get to where we are. But I also wanted to show you how I worked through that. And that will be the process for you too. As you start to think about all of these different passive income and multiple income opportunities, you are going to have resistance simply because it's going to require that you do new things that you've never done before and your brain may have thoughts about what it's going to be like for you. But be very careful on what the thoughts that your brain offers because often what you don't see is the amazing freedom that can come from these things. It's not all hard work. It's not all painful. It's actually very, very wonderful and eventually will get you to a place where you have so much more freedom and so much more time to live the life that you want to live. And y'all know that is exactly what I'm about. So thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I can't wait to see you next week. And if you really like this episode, I would love for you to give me a rating and a review. Let me know what you liked. Or if you have someone that you think could benefit from this episode, send it over to them. Let them listen as well. Have you ever built a budget, but within weeks felt exhausted by the spreadsheets, the upkeep, or the restrictive spending categories? If so, you are not alone. Budgeting has never worked for me, so I created a new way, money mapping. Money mapping has all of the things you need to be successful in your wealth building journey. It's simple, organized, and automated, but most importantly, it offers a completely new way to relate to money and manage it in your life. If you're ready to kick off your no budget strategy for building wealth, sign up for my free money map training at www.holistic-money.com forward slash money map. Here's to building wealth with ease.